0: Attorney General Lawrence Wazden, I'd like to welcome you to Council for the State, a podcast produced by my office. Council for the State will shed light on my office, explain what we do, and discuss timely legal topics. Our aim is to increase transparency so constituents, journalists, and everyone with an interest in Idaho government can better understand how the Attorney General serves the state. With that, Here is the Office of Attorney General Public Information Officer and Counsel for the State host, Scott Graff. Hello and welcome to Counsel for the State. Thank you for downloading the podcast or listening online. Counsel for the State is available at the Attorney General's website, ag.idaho.gov as well as through popular podcast outlets like iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play Music. In this episode, we're going to discuss an issue that is getting a lot of attention in our state these days. CBD is an emerging issue in the state of Idaho and has captured the attention of retailers, consumers, and others as well. I'm guessing our discussion will also get into the issue of hemp today as well. To discuss these subjects and Idaho's laws on them, I'm joined by three attorneys in the Office of the Attorney General. First, a regular voice, on counsel for the state, Assistant Chief Deputy Brian Kane. Brian, welcome. Thank you. Good morning. Also, Paul Panther is the chief of the office's criminal law division. Paul, welcome to you as well. Thank you, Scott. And John McKinney joins us. John is an office of the Attorney General attorney who uh, may be perhaps the office's foremost attorney on these particular issues. John, how long have you been uh, writing opinions on drug laws in the state of Idaho? About 12 years. Is that right? Yes. So I will start with you, John. Uh, This is a very broad question. It probably could take up a good chunk of our podcast, but what is Idaho's law when it comes to CBD? Idaho's law is very basic. There are two parts. I'm going to have you scoot in just a little bit. There you go. You you can start again.
1: Um, Idaho's law is very simple. Um, There are two parts, uh, a two-part test that has to be complied with in, in order for any substance. To be deemed legal in Idaho that's uh, related to marijuana. Uh, The first is that the substance cannot contain any quantity whatsoever of THC, tetrahydrocannabinol, which is the psychoactive ingredient um, in marijuana that gives the high that recreational users are seeking. Um, So, and we had a case in uh, 1996. Which uh, in which the Idaho Court of Appeal said that uh, it even would be illegal to have a trace amount of a controlled substance. So even a trace amount of THC in any substance makes it illegal. Now, the second part is even if there is absolutely no THC in a substance, um, the second part uh, must be complied with, and that is a strangely worded uh, part of the statute, which says that any part of the marijuana plant that is actually defined as marijuana is illegal and the statutes go on to say the marijuana plant is all parts of the marijuana plant except and this is uh, speaking uh, very generally now except the mature stocks of the plant and then there's an exception to that basically which is that if there's resin that is produced from the mature stocks then that resin is also illegal and so if, even if a product has absolutely no THC, if through some sort of backward uh, investigation or engineering you can determine that the product originated from one of the prohibited parts of the marijuana plant, it is illegal. And Idaho law makes it a misdemeanor to possess uh, any any. Uh, um, Substance that uh, is marijuana or contains THC, and so it would be illegal. And there is no differentiation in Idaho statutes about uh, hemp. Hemp is not uh, something that is uh, accommodated for. Uh, CBD, uh, cannabidiol, um, is not mentioned in Idaho statutes as far as I can tell. And so every substance that is uh, being questioned as far as legality must meet both parts of the two-part test for um, being a controlled substance and actually a hallucinogenic controlled substance in uh, the classifications in Idaho. So is, is CBD oil, what is that manufactured from? It can, from my understanding, it can be manufactured from hemp. It can be hemp-based CBD or it can be uh, cannabis-based
2: CBD. And so based on the, it sounds like there's an exemption in there for mature stocks. Yes, um, would it be possible for this oil to be manufactured from that? Do you know why that exemption is in there?
1: I think the exemption is in there because mature stocks typically do not have um, much, if any, THC. And, however, as the uh, statute implies, resins can be produced from these mature stocks of the marijuana plant, and so it's it's not uh, that the mature stocks are are a uh, totally by themselves okay if if you can somehow produce resin from that then it's illegal but otherwise the mature stalks are typically used for uh, the industrial purposes of hemp uh, rope and other types of products which uh, really aren't a concern to the public
2: so maybe those mature stalks are an early attempt at uh, an exemption for hemp
0: yes The Office of the Attorney General does not have an enforcement uh, arm when it comes to enforcing Idaho's penal laws, drug laws. Uh, But I do have a question about enforcement. Do you, John or Paul, have an understanding of when it comes to testing? Can you take a finished CBD or hemp product and go back through and figure out what part of the the marijuana plant that it came from? I do not know the
1: answer to that. I've I've read some things and and heard some things, but uh, I'd be very hesitant to repeat them now. (laughs) Um, I think it would take a local investigatory um, office uh, in conjunction with the prosecutor's office of a county prosecutor um, to determine how far and how much effort to put into uh, kind of a reverse engineering to determine where any one product originated from.
0: John, how long do these uh, laws go back? Did the current laws regarding CBD marijuana hemp Uh, how long have they been on the books
1: Uh, I think I'm not sure
0: exactly but I know they've been decades Decades. uh, uh, on the books okay and this was a hot topic at times during the last legislative session Um, what changed in our hemp CBD related laws in the state of Idaho after the the 2019 legislative session
1: The short answer is absolutely nothing. We have the same two-part test for legality of marijuana-related products, and there were some attempts, but they all failed or didn't pass, and so we have the same laws on the
0: books that we've had for decades now. Do you want to take a moment to discuss some of the things that were considered during the legislative session?
1: There was, uh, yes, um, and most of them that I'm familiar with were in reaction to the uh, federal passage of the Hemp Act, in which the federal government passed a law that said that uh, hemp, which is defined as um, cannabis sativa, having... um, 0.3% 0.3% or less of THC is legal and uh, that's that was passed federally and so along with that came a whole uh, series of laws that uh, that allow certain uh, or states to adopt uh, in submitting plans to the federal Department of Agriculture for approval and that is done through the state's Department of Agriculture if a state chooses to um Produce hemp, and along with that, necessarily, would be to legalize hemp. Now, the federal government has done that, and they're still working on the whole set of uh, regulations that must be done for submission of plans to the Department of Agriculture, the Secretary uh, of the uh, Federal Department of Agriculture. And so, um, they're working on that. It hasn't been done yet. And so, nobody, um, and necessarily, nobody has been able to submit plans that have been approved and then go through the whole. Um, certification process of having hemp grown in any particular state approved by the plan that has been approved by the Secretary of Agriculture. That hasn't happened yet. It will happen. But um, so at this point, states are looking at whether or not to uh, present their own plans and try to get approval by the Federal Department of Agriculture for uh, being able to produce hemp. Idaho has not done that yet. And whether they will or not, uh, I have no idea. But there was a bill um, presented to uh, allow for interstate shipping of hemp products that are done, once they are done, um, through this federal system to allow hemp to be transported through Idaho. And uh, that, that bill did not pass, um, but written into the federal Uh, law that was passed is that there is a provision for interstate shipping once this whole plan is approved and uh, and people are certified and there's verification of what those shipments are they can then have shipments through states like Idaho that have not approved hemp and uh, and so that uh, is the status of the law so we have not done anything
2: the key there is that this regulatory system has not been approved or put in place at this point. Any, Absolutely. And so, there, and, the, and so there is no <clears throat> allowance um, for interstate or any other sort of use through the federal law at this point in time. And we're still awaiting the U.S. Department of Agriculture to promulgate or put forth the rules and the
0: system that's going to govern all this. Yes, and one thing we should say, you know, we want this, this podcast in particular about this particular issue to be informative, to be timely, but there are some things that we're probably not going to be discussing. And, Paul, I'll ask John to spend the microphone your way so you can address this um, at least you know, somewhat succinctly. But we, as the Office of the Attorney General, represent Idaho State Police, and there is an ongoing uh, case involving ISP uh, regarding uh, hemp transport going through the state, I believe, back in, in January. But will you take a moment, just for transparency purposes, to explain why, as the Office of the Attorney General and the, the attorney for ISP, we're a little bit limited in what we can say about some portions of this particular issue? Um, sure. And for, for one thing,
3: it would be inappropriate for us to comment on pending litigation, and there are some there's some ethical boundaries of that for attorneys, but it it's just it wouldn't be appropriate in any event for us to talk about something that's, that's going on. Of course, we have confidentiality issues with our clients as well, and uh, s- so um, we can't talk in a lot of depth about that particular case. I might add that uh, it's, I think it's a common misunderstanding that the Attorney General has extensive law enforcement powers, which it doesn't really have under Idaho law, the primary responsibility for enforcing criminal law is with the county prosecutors and county sheriffs and that's that's in uh, in an Idaho statute and our uh, our um, that's in uh
2: 312227 um, and we also cover this fairly extensively in the first podcast okay. AG101 okay.
3: and and so our one one of the areas that uh, we, we do have some areas in in the uh, Idaho code that where we're specifically given concurrent jurisdiction to enforce certain laws, but uh, drug laws aren't among those areas. So when uh, there are issues involving uh, the enforcement of drug laws, those are really in the province of the county sheriffs and county prosecutors.
0: We have part of the reason we're doing the podcast. uh, This, by the way, is Council for the State, the Idaho Attorney General's podcast, and we are discussing CBD and hemp. And one of the reasons for picking this particular issue at this particular time is we probably are receiving here in the central office more calls and emails from constituents uh, with a lot of different interest in this particular issue. Uh, perhaps more so than any other constituent issue in the state right now. It's really interesting to to have watched over the last six or nine months this issue kind of catch on. We heard from uh, a woman here in the Treasure Valley last week who was interested in finding out the legality of CBD and understanding the law a little bit better uh, because she said she had some older friends who have some aches and pains, and they're reading about the benefits of CBD, but they want to make sure if they're to buy and consume these products that they would be staying on the right side of the law. We heard from Uh, Someone in uh, South Central Idaho a few months ago uh, asking about particularly, uh, uh, specifically the uh, animal products for for horses and for dogs. Uh, Apparently there are some CBD uh, products available uh, to help older horses and dogs uh, feel a little bit better as well. So there's a lot of interest in this, but the one thing that we consistently tell people is that to understand Enforcement Where you live, you need to talk to your county prosecutor. And, Brian, we talked about this, like you said, extensively in the first uh, episode. But for folks who haven't heard that, why is it uh, the best idea for people to call their county prosecutor to understand their enforcement strategy for these particular laws?
2: Well, I think, I mean, to me, you talk to the local uh, prosecutor or sheriff because they are, uh, under Idaho law, the primary law enforcement Uh, agency that is tasked with enforcement of these types of laws. Um, I think, I mean, the other thing to keep in mind is that when we talk about CBD uh, oil in particular, you know, the legality of it is questionable, and it's questionable twice. Um, Under Idaho law, it's questionable if it contains any THC content, and even if you get a yes answer there where it doesn't contain any THC content, there's then a question of how was it manufactured. Uh, And if it was manufactured under Idaho law using certain portions, then it still may be illegal. And the really difficult area for this, uh, and it's difficult not just for our office but even for local law enforcement, is they may not be able to come up with a clean answer to either of those questions with regard to the legality. And I think, you know, this is one of those areas where if folks are really concerned and interested in CBD oil or even hemp, The most important phone call they should probably be making is to their legislators um, and say, we need to have this area of law cleared up for us as citizens. Um, I think the other thing to keep in mind is that our office may have an enforcement uh, responsibility based on the advertising claims. And so when folks go out there and claim uh, that CBD oil is the new wonder drug, and as you remarked, it's been touted as... As healing everything from achy horse joints to um, to things that you know, folks use it for um, muscle spasms and all sorts of other sorts of claims. Well, as folks make those claims, Idaho law within our consumer protection laws uh, have a requirement that those claims have to be verified, um, and so there may be at some point an issue for our consumer protection division. Again, uh, I think we're way too early. Within this area uh, to get there. Um, But it's something that folks need to be aware of, especially as they go out there and start marketing. Uh, these sorts of products
0: we took a call several months ago it was early in the springtime from a gentleman in a southern state who was planning a vacation to idaho and has a cbd product that he says he has found and and discovered that works very well for some of these ailments that he has uh, begun to experience in his older years and wanted to understand idaho law and he said i'll be going to uh, this particular part of the state and then i'm going to be going to another part of the state and our advice was (laughs) know it may be a little bit cumbersome but you need to reach out to the county prosecutor in each of those uh state or i'm sorry each of those counties paul why is it um that in a situation like that that uniform i'm sorry that enforcement is not uniform across the state we've got 44 different counties in our state and in theory you could have 44 different enforcement priorities correct
3: that's that is correct and that's because uh You have uh, 44 different elected county prosecutors and 44 different elected county sheriffs, and and they all are vested with discretion to make enforcement decisions, and that that discretion sort of begins and ends with that elected official. So um, they're free to disagree with each other. They're free to disagree with us. there's a number of issues on which our office, not just hemp or marijuana, where our office has issued um, guidelines or opinions. They don't have to agree with those opinions. So are,
0: it really comes down to the personal discretion of that elected official. And we say guidelines, they're, they're, it's a little bit misleading of a word because county prosecutors, sheriffs across the state, sheriff's offices, no. they're not bound. If this office says, you know, we feel like CBD, no. if it crosses a line— it, it you know it, it doesn't fit within the parameters of the law it is illegal but a county sheriff a county prosecutor could say look with based on the discretion we have we're not going to make this a priority correct that
3: that is correct and uh you know a number of years ago uh the way the statute that uh that defined the attorney general's powers indicated that the attorney general had statutory authority to supervise county prosecutors but it's about 25 years ago or so now i think the idaho supreme court made it very clear that we don't have that responsibility and that statute was subsequently changed so we in the attorney general's office have no authority to direct those other public officials and how they're going to do their job
2: okay so i think i mean the one thing that i would let folks know is that given the fact that we can't give a firm answer based on the, the number of different products and the fact that uh, we don't know who manufactures these and there's no real uh, regulatory system with regard to the manufacture of these products, um, it's impossible to say whether a certain product is legal or illegal based on uh, the information that I think we've shared in this podcast. Um, if, you ha- if you want to sell it, you should definitely talk to an attorney before you start Uh, selling or manufacturing or growing, whatever it is that the process is, you should talk to an attorney before you undertake that effort because you may be embarking on an illegal enterprise. Um, And on the other side, if you think that you want to buy it and avail yourself of the benefits that we've heard so far uh, of these products, um, I think that, again, you want to check legally to make sure that whatever it is that you're purchasing squares up with Idaho law. Um, And I think that that's one of those things that, you know, to me at this point in time, uh, given the uncertainty surrounding both the law Um, with regard to the federal system being implemented, and then uh, the fact that the state law is so clear at this point in time. Uh, The best advice that our office can offer anyone in this realm is caution.
0: Now, if I am a consumer and I want to dip my toe into this product line and I buy from a retailer who promises me that this is, in fact, a very legal product, am I somehow... Uh, free from the threat of prosecution at that point. Uh,
2: my answer would be no. I mean, maybe if you're buying it from the county sheriff for some reason, <laughs> um, but it's hard for me to fathom that scenario. Um, but there are you know 44 different counties, and and you never know. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna preclude it. But I'm saying that's really really far out there. Um, but but my uh, advice is uh, that there is no immunity. Uh, If somebody represents to you that what they've sold you is perfectly legal because the test isn't whether somebody says it's legal. The test is what does this product contain and how was it manufactured?
3: And and I would agree with that as well. And, you know, the circumstances surrounding that kind of transaction might be something that a prosecutor could consider in deciding what approach they're going to take to prosecuting that, but there's no immunity simply because the seller told you that it was otherwise legal.
0: This is a fascinating issue because of how quickly it has grabbed a lot of people's attention. When in reality, nothing has changed in our laws, seemingly to to affect that change. I'm just curious. I'm putting you guys on the spot to some degree, but can you think of a, a past issue in the state of Idaho that is sort of uh, maybe has some parallels to to this? boy it's it's difficult for me to think of an
3: issue where the law didn't change but there's this perception that something has changed um, there's a there's a couple other issues I can think of that were issues of great interest and one of them in particular continues to be but but not where there was basically no change in the law but now, there's, of course, there's been a change in federal law that's generated some of this, but, but Idaho law hasn't changed. I, I can't think of another a parallel to this. And
2: okay. So I think, I mean, probably the closest one uh, would be with regard to uh, gambling, where there's just a lot of interest in it, and the state of the law is kind of unknown, and so folks... You know, there's, there's rumors around there about what is allowed for gambling and what isn't and what you can get a permit from the State Lottery Commission for. Um, but there has been no change in the law. Uh, Idaho law has been very specific on gambling uh, for many, many years. Um, but I think that the fact that we see it so prevalent um, within TV and, and other places, creates this kind of consensus that, well, if it's so available and so in our
0: face, then it must be okay. And yet that's not true. I think of the, uh, the daily fantasy sports from several years ago where they just caught fire nationally, and, and when they got put under the microscope based on Idaho law, it was determined that they're actually not allowed.
2: Yeah, and I, and I think, I mean, the other one is uh, fireworks, right there has been no change in the law in fireworks and yet uh, our office issued an opinion uh, a couple three years ago uh, with regard to fireworks and the headline in the paper was uh, attorney general declares fireworks illegal well we did nothing of the sort that was the law
0: all right very good gentlemen anything else you would like to add before we wrap up today I'm getting head shakes, no. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us, each of you. John McKinney, we appreciate your time. Paul Panther as well. And Brian Kane, thank you. And thank you for joining us for Council for the State today. Remember, Council for the State will be archived at ag.idaho.gov. And each episode is also available through popular podcast outlets like iTunes, Google Play Music, and Spotify. See you next time.